I am Ryan Myers, you're my Will Acevedo and Nemus Fortillo, and welcome back to the Top 4. The Top 4 is brought to you by DHSPress.com. Check out DHSPress.com all school year to find all the news Titans need to know. Boys, we're back with another great episode. The Premier League and the European ball has been great over the last seven days or so. A lot has gone on, a lot of fun action, a lot of goals. Uh, but let's start off with a team who didn't have a lot of goals in their game, uh, Manchester United, who had their first game under new manager Ralph Ragnick and a one-to-one over Crystal Palace at Old Trafford. Demas, what, what are your thoughts? Um, this gives a lot of positivity for us United fans. It's our first clean sheet win at Old Trafford this Premier League season. And the, it was a, it is really surprising, and it was a really dictating win. Like Palace, at no point looked like they were much of a threat against this United squad. In the first twenty minutes, the press actually looked really good. Like you, you can really see watching it that there's like a there's this, a, there's, a, there's an idea. Yeah, that there's actually wants to a point. You can see the idea he like wants to do like press and force that error, and then the outside backs are right there to recover that error, and it was working really well. The first half, we were unlucky to not get the first goal. And second half, we kept trying, trying. And then out of nowhere, the most unexpected score, probably our most informed player right now, Fredinho scores an absolute beauty. Yeah, it was it was a great goal. And Fred, he has, a, he has been in very good form. I've been one of praising a lot. I mentioned last week that I think he's better than McTominay, but I'm not going to revisit that now because he did score a great goal. How do you feel about the 4 triple two, the 4 two two two, or the 4 yeah two 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 for the formation? At least how it reported. It kind of shifted almost like a 4-4-2. Yeah. It, like, shifts well, well, at we his had points. An about this, right? Yeah, it, like, like shifts it. at his points because when I was watching it, I didn't yeah. think it was a 4 triple 2 I thought it was, like, our normal formation because Ronaldo was just pressing the center backs. Yeah, it, and it is. And Sancho and Rashford were on there. But, I mean, it did shift. It, uh, it, is, it is cool. I don't know if it's, like, necessary to at least line up like that. I almost feel like it's kind of like how Tuchel's system is, like, a 3-4-2-1. But when you, like... When you or like it, when you watch it in game, sometimes it'll like a five back. Other times, it'll like the like the wing backs are like super. Like it just it. I think every manager's like formations now are so fluid that the formation doesn't really like. It's not like old yeah. days where like everybody was four four two and you stuck to that position. Every, everyone knows their role on yeah. the squad now. Yeah, so uh. I think that was good. I liked it, and then um, a lot of good. Uh, I like the like the 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 way that Sancho was lined up as well. And yeah, we let him be all creative. Stars in. It was good. Yeah, it was a it was a great win actually. Yeah, uh, other games around the grounds: Liverpool uh, last minute drama. Divock Origi, another clutch goal. Uh, he scored a winner against Wolves at Molyneux, and you know he's he's just he's just one for the big moment. He's just that guy. They they say that Divock Origi was born in stoppage time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he he, he really, was he's inevitable. You can't, you can't, I don't think, I don't think you can stop Origi, man. It's it's really crazy how, like, he's never really managed to get, like, a true foothold in, like, a starting 11. I mean, being at Liverpool is tough, but, like, you know, leaving or going somewhere else. But always being able to come off the bench and just being, like, just just there when you need him. You never never really expect it, but when when you need him, he scores. And it was clutch, and it was a good goal because they needed the win and the three points. So that was huge for Liverpool. Yeah, those three points, now they're at top of the league. Yeah. Jota really fumbled the bag on one of his chances. He's really he wanted he wanted to get that goal against his former club bad. He where he tried yeah, he, had that, he overthought it. He, wait, had wait, that, he really wait, overthought. Wait, hold on, back back. You said you said Liverpool's top of the league. That's not true. They're one point behind City. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah, they are. Oh yeah, City no, are, at City the are point, top at of the league. Point. Liverpool's second, and then. Chelsea's now third after a like tough game. That, when they scored, they like went top of the league, and then yeah, City yeah, played. Yeah, yeah, 
it was crazy that day in the Premier League. Went from Chelsea being top to Liverpool being top, and then at the end of the day, and currently City are top, who are looking to you know, try to pull away, who we can get to now, have been in a great run of form, and Bernardo Silva himself has been in an amazing run of form. He was excellent in their last match of the weekend. Will, what are your thoughts on that 3-1 win over Watford? I, I don't remember if I said this a couple episodes ago, but or, and we were talking about this the other night, Ryan. Oh, yeah. I, I, love, I love Bernardo Silva, and I, and I think he is City's best player. Um, and there's no other way of going around it. At least at the moment, he is, he's proven himself to be City's best player. Um, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. Right now, I have to give him in based off current form. Yeah. I, yeah. You, you can't stop him right now. I mean, he's, he's, he's having fun. He's having fun on the ball. It, it honestly doesn't even look like uh, he's struggling out there. He's just, he just looks like he's just... It's, it's really crazy to think that over the summer, City were like trying to like sell him at yeah, a point. Yeah, Barcelona was about to get him on a pretty cheap offer, but then Guardiola convinced them, and look at him now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. I really like how Pep's system can benefit so many players at one time. Like, I feel like when I think of Man City players and like them, like their skills based on talent when it comes to attackers, you have like De Bruyne at the top, but then like right under him, you have like. Guys like Bernardo Silva, Mares, Sterling, Foden, and then like under that you look at like guys like Ferran Torres, who's like he's been very good, Gabriel and then like Jesus, Jesus as well. Like yeah. there's so many good players. And then Gundogan as well. You could sneak into either of those tiers. Like there's so, I feel like everybody that plays in that system right now, it just looks so comfortable. They're so, they have so much depth. It's crazy. It is very. They crazy. literally, if someone's not fitting, they just put just put nice somebody person. else in it. it doesn't and even the, look, it like keeps a flowing. Difference. Yeah. It's crazy. That team has been so yeah. great. I remember, like at the beginning, um, we were we were saying that like City don't have a main goal threat, but it, but Bernardo Silva is starting to look like he is that goal threat uh, for City. Uh, he has seven goals in the Prem this season, which is like I don't know. It's kind of crazy because sometimes he's playing in the midfield. Uh, this past weekend he did play in the midfield. Sometimes he's playing on the wing or as like a false nine. So I don't know. I I think it's I think he's doing he's doing good. I'm I'm very happy to see Bernardo Silva succeed even after like the. Uh, the crazy summer that he was going through. Yeah, no, I mean, Bernardo Silva, he's just a great player overall. And you see a lot of guys that are uh, kind of in that role as well. Like last year, Okai Gundogan, he had a great run of form as well. Uh, he had 16 goals in all competitions last year uh, for City. And playing from that central midfield role where they kind of play deep, they also managed to get forward and get in good channels and gaps and score goals. So City, I mean, they're getting on a roll and a pace, which scary as a Chelsea fan trying to see my team crawl back. But... Speaking of Chelsea, we had a tough one that on game Saturday. Game of the week. Game of the week right It was there. a very good game. Uh, loss oh. away to London rivals West Ham, who have now beaten Chelsea, Liverpool, <laughs> and City this season in all competitions. So you got to give them some Was credit. it a, in a draw? It, no, it, was, right? in a, it no. was in the EFL Cup. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah, Carabao. The EFL Cup. Or Carabao, yeah, like yeah. In the Prem, they beat all In the Prem, they beat the Liverpool, Prem. and they beat Chelsea. Now. Yeah, and, the, so. and it was a draw to United, if I'm not wrong, right? No, we beat them in the oh, last you guys minute. Jesse Lingard scored up. Beauty, I remember. I think they, oh, yeah, there, right. was, there was the Prem oh, game, right. and then there was also the Cup game that was different. So, yeah, anyway, the West Ham have been amazing against top teams. They were great against Chelsea. Watching that game, it was tough. Defensively, uh, just some mistakes, individual errors getting us caught out. Mendy uh, didn't have the best game himself. But, you know, it's, it's one of those games you got to take on the chin because it's not a game where you can sit there as a fan and be like, oh, yeah, Chelsea deserved the win there, or Chelsea were unlucky. Like, West Ham played great like they do every game. And they came in with the system that David Moyes likes to play, and they executed very well. A player I was really impressed with during that game was Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen, he's so he's good. He's so, so good. good. Very good. I remember at the beginning of the season, um, the guy for West Ham was Ben Rama. 
Yeah. And now Bowen's taking that role. I mean, they're both great players. I just think like, Ben Ramos, like, he's very flashy, so he has, like, that yeah. automatic appeal. But when you watch when Bowen you really play, watch Bowen on, he's so, like, he was great in the Liverpool game as well, in that game where they won uh, yeah, at he the was London great. Stadium. He was great that game, too. Bowen's been amazing this year. The midfield as well always does a good job. I think it's not underrated, but I think it almost goes unnoticed when they're in-game. The importance of guys like Suchek and Rice, they're just, like, they're, yeah, one, they're one of the best, like, double pivots double in, the, pivot. in, the, yeah, in, the in the in the league. They, for they're sure. so good every game, and they're so consistent at controlling, and they've just done a great job this year. So credit to West Ham, David Moyes, great performance. Hey, from, but from accor- according to, to, the rank, to the ESPN rankings, Suchek is a camp, remember? Yeah, that, we'll get to that next week when we get to our own, like, uh, <laughs> our looking back on the mark. ESPN ratings and our – Ballon d'Or ratings and all that because it's it's, it's a, a lot of craziness. It's a it is, is a mess. It is a yeah, mess. it is not very great. Um, but moving on from that, uh, we've been over um, like the bigger prime games, Champions League. Um, what's it called? I feel like do we want to uh, the Champions League? It was it was kind of weird this week for Premier League teams so because no Premier League team won except well no the Premier League Premier League team won in Europe except Liverpool. Yeah, but I think also if you look at it, so yeah, Liverpool got their win. Uh, against AC Milan, yeah. but then Chelsea and Man United drew, and then City uh, lost. But all th- all four teams didn't really have – well, they had something to play for. We'll get to Chelsea in a second. But um, all four teams uh, were already qualified for the round of 16. So there wasn't really, like, much to play for. If you look at, like, the, the, the rosters that each well, team had out, there was a lot of, like, we, bench guys, a lot of substitutes that were playing that weren't – they well, you say, you say that, Ryan, but then you look at Liverpool. They they literally like played Milan. They put their like, lineup. Like, like, like they played Milan. No, no, no. Like, but it was Liverpool, match. Liverpool, and, and they were and they were guaranteed for first Liverpool, spot. Liverpool don't have depth, so I'm I'm gonna give them a pass. They they don't have the depth to play. Like they could they could have they, they could have put they honestly could have they could have played the academy players. They could have put the U23s in. They like like literally they had no reason to want to play play that game out. No, but I mean they gave they gave Atletico Madrid a lot of help. True, but did they? I mean, I mean, do you, maybe, think, do you think they're still a little hurt from a couple of years ago? Yeah, I don't know. Eh, I maybe. mean, but anyway, uh, I want you guys want to touch on like some Europa League because I think that was interesting. How Leicester City, a team who has struggled a lot this year and has struggled in Europe in past seasons, did not make it out of their Europa League group. Uh, they weren't in the easiest of groups, playing against Napoli, who are currently third in Serie A, only two points behind league leaders AC Milan. They also had uh, Spartak Moskov in their group, who ended up topping the group actually with ten points. But I mean, it's just it's disappointing to see them only getting eight points from six in in the Europa League. I feel like Leicester are a team that have enough quality where they can still compete in Europe and like do better in these groups. I feel like they should make another group in this group anyway. Yeah, I mean that's their expectation. I feel like a team like Leicester, who's been on the come up. Um, I feel the best year in competition uh, international football, like Will said, while we were talking before this, was in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have not done very well in any of the Europa League. Any of the Europa Leagues, they have not been very. Yeah, I mean, it's been tough, and they were pretty unlucky. They lost uh, three two to to Napoli uh, away, and they drew two two on the home leg against them. But it's it's not it's just not where it needs to be right now. They're they're eleventh right now in the Premier League with six losses so far this season. They just have not hit any sort of stride. 
and they're going to need to turn it around soon if they want to really compete because now they're in the conference league competition where they really, really need to compete now. Yeah, I, I think, I think if they don't get to this, at least a semifinal, it's, it's been a bust. For, for sure. And I think, in all, in all honesty, I think the comment that Brendan Rodgers made about him, him saying, oh, I don't know what the Europa League is, I think that's kind of like a rude. It's kind of, oh, sorry, conference league, right? I don't know what he's like saying. He didn't know what that competition is. It's kind of rude because at the at the end of the day, he didn't have the quality or, or gave uh like yeah basically the quality. Well, he had the quality. Sorry, what the word I'm looking for is like he didn't ha- he didn't give the performance expected of him in the Europa League. Um, I think it's, it's just a it's just a lazy comment. Like you try to make it seem like you're like you're you bigger care. than a competition that's new and you and they haven't won. It's not like Leicester or like 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 a United who have been there, done that, won everything kind of thing. Like, Leicester are a team that have won a Premier League. They've won an FA Cup now. But they're still not on that level where they can just, like, they still still can't throw away lower lower competitions and lower trophies. That that would be huge for Leicester if they win it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it's a European trophy, and the Conference League is going to get a lot of hate. And no matter matter where they finish in the Prem, them being 11th right now, even even if they don't, Make like conference league uh, in the prem or Europa league in the prem. If they win the conference league, they're still going to Europe the next season. Yeah. They're, they're and I don't yeah, see I mean, them league. qualifying through the prem. They have yeah, not. Yeah, I mean it's they're, tough. They're so really good at this point. Like, they're not. There's there's a there's a good seven teams in the Premier League that are like that are playing well right now. You can throw Wolves and Brighton in that mix, but it's it's going to be very tough for them to try to get back to that that level of form where they can. They can qualify, so if I'm like Brendan Rodgers. I'm job, not throwing off the yeah. the, the job that uh, that Gerard has done with Villa, though. I think I think that that's a little under the radar as well. I mean, they just started and they've done well under him. The, so their far. only loss with him, I think, right now is uh, against, against City. City. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's not been bad. It's been good. It's been good. Uh, anything else you want to go before we get to our team of the weeks, guys? No. No. We can start with it. Let's go. Great. Okay. Uh, you guys can start off. Uh, who is who is your who is in between the sticks for you guys? This was this is a hard one. It was a hard one because to be honest, looking at it, like all the competitions, and uh, I went through a couple of stats as well. To be honest, there's really no keeper that stood out to me. Uh, the only one that I guess kind of stood out was uh, uh, Martinez. I mean, Emiliano. Yeah, I didn't go put Emiliano Martinez in our teams. There was only uh, three teams that actually, or four teams to keep a clean sheet in the Premier League this week. One of them was United. Surprisingly, uh, yeah, y- y- y'all know me. But they faced will, what, one shot on target. I'm really surprised. Out of, the, out of the out of the out of the one week, you had to keep a clean sheet. He does not put United keeper. Because let's be honest, I wanted to. I really wanted to, but no he more did jokes, not have man. to make a save. No more jokes, bro. <laughs> he did not have to he make did, one save. Really like really it was, he was just chilling the whole game. So I feel like that would have been poor for me to put the hay on like what the third week in a row. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to give it to Martinez. Okay, what's the uh, what's the back line looking for you guys? Uh, my two center backs. Um, um, well, one was pretty easy because uh, Konsa for Villa also he yeah, scored I mean, two goals, scored uh, winning them the game. Yeah. Um, and we were watching the goals beforehand, Ryan. Uh, what I found kind of funny is that one of the the uh, defenders on uh, the other team we were trying to say yeah, that, uh, that Konsa yeah. was offside when he really wasn't. He really that was silly. It, you know, it's one of those things where it's almost like you don't want to be that one man left out. And he also didn't probably want to take responsibility for leaving him offside or leaving him on side, because Konsa he would have been off if it wasn't for him. But he was wide open and he was like clearly on side, and he still raises his arm saying offside when when you know. I feel like that's natural. No, but I also think if you look, like he didn't. He raise was his, standing right next. He to didn't know, but he didn't raise his arm instantly. He went like this, like he had his arm like maybe by his shoulder for those who are listening, obviously. But then he raised his arm up over his head. 
Like, like he was outside. Like you could tell it was kind of like, oh yeah, everybody's saying he's outside. He's outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you could tell, like he, like, what, like the way he had his like arm he knew. at first. He yeah, was like, he, he, knew. He, he knew. knew. He, he knew. knew. He had him on. Yeah, I, I can't tell my team as well. Demas, how about you? Uh, yeah, I had Conte. I feel like that was a uh, the most obvious pick. And next to him, I had Sanchez. Yeah, and a three zero win against uh, what's it called? Mm-hmm. Norwich. Uh, Tottenham beat them and. What, keeping a clean sheet and, and a goal for Davidson Sanchez and two feel, Yeah, that's not. Yeah, I like Davidson Sanchez as well. I reluctantly, so reluctantly had to put Masuaka, Masuaku at my at my left back. Spot. Yeah, everyone. I feel like everyone had to put Masuaku. Yeah, had to. He scored. He scored the winner against Chelsea. Do you think the, he meant to do it? Does it hurt, Ryan? Do you guys know. think he I meant think, to do it? I think there's been a lot saying it looked like it was supposed to should have been a cross. But if you look at the flight of the ball, like it didn't, you know, you know what I mean? You know when you cross the ball, obviously you, you put spin on you the ball because you want to whip it back into the middle by the penalty spot or across the six. That ball was dead. It, it, the, the, there, was no, there was no spin on it. It wasn't moving. It would look like no, it was somebody struck it like a shot as, would be. As a wing, as, when I play on the wing, sometimes I put cross like that. I just put power because I know that the, if I don't put enough power and I try to swerve it, the keeper might come out. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to so say that it wasn't cr- I don't know. Because cr- I don't want to be that, sal- that salty fan that's like, oh, yeah, there's no way he meant to do that. But, I mean, it would be very crazy to think that he was trying to shoot. But if you look at the way the ball was moving, the way the ball swerved, it looked nah. like it looked like he was trying to shoot. But it could have just been a miss hit, and it turned out perfectly. I don't know. Either way, it was a goal anyway. So I got to give him. I'm gonna put him yeah. on my team for that. Yeah. And uh, then for right the back, the right back spot was a little bit dodgy. I did have to include him as he did win Player of the Month uh, today. Uh, Trent Alexander Arnold. Uh, yeah. A player I'm not a huge fan of, as you guys know, um, but you know, Agenda. It, it, it's it's hard. <laughs> I, I like, it's hard, I like it's hard not to give it, to Trent's give him a, a good a slot in. He's um, overhated. There was really not overhated. too many right backs that stood out this week, um, at least in my opinion. Um, oh. I was I was debating maybe Tariq Lamptey, but that, other than that, that was. Really I was like, going to put in Dallow to my Personally, team. Personally, I put Dallow in my yeah. team. Yeah, he had a great Dallow week. Dallow was great. He's slowly starting to become uh, a real competition for Aaron Wabisaku. Many Spider didn't have any. Didn't have any competition at the right back. Yeah, Dallo. So. Dallo. He was great taking the ball forward, coming back in defense. He was everywhere. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I think he's a real Sorry, polar watch, opposite. I game, so I think he was a real polar opposite to Wambisaka, which is good because I think it just adds some more uh, dynamic play to their to the positions. And you always need dynamic uh, players yeah. wherever you can wherever on the pitch. So yeah, I had Dallo on my team as well. So a s- solid back line, not the best, but mostly just because nobody could keep a clean sheet this week at yeah. all. So there wasn't really many players to put in there. Then, midfield, um, what y'all saying in I the put, middle? My, my I put trio, I think there's one, there's one guy who does stand out. He's Brasileiro, as we all know. Fredinho, like Dino Fredinho, Fredinho. What a guy. Too. I think there were two guys instantly that automatically in the team. Yeah. I think Fred and Silva. Bernardo Silva. Yeah, that's my two. two the Manchester boys. Who but reason, reason I say, I say Fred um, kind of stood out to me more is just like the form he's picked up recently. That's yeah, why I had that's to keep crazy. him crazy. I want to see him to, um, tomorrow because we're recording this on Friday. Tomorrow, Man U plays Norwich. Yeah. Imagine he gets another one. I mean, he's been... Because another goal, that's going to be really funny. He's had a lot of, like, goal involvements. He's pretty, like, recently, he's won us the pen. He got a assist against Arsenal. Now this goal, imagine. He's okay, my formation is very crazy. It's turned into a 4 triple 2 because I have... Um, Two kind of wingers ahead, like of, right ahead of those two in the midfield. I guess two like a four four two kind of vibe. Uh, who I have uh, Damari Gray for his winner. I feel like I don't know yeah, if you guys I have put, him in your team. Well, we have Damari Gray. I have him up there. I had but, to. But I mean, that winner was cold. That I didn't, that I didn't uh, say actually. Baptiste, his first uh, goal in the Premier League. Uh, is a, he's a center mid for uh, 
for Brentford. His first goal in the Premier League, so decided to include him in there. That's nice. Good, good job for uh, Baptiste in the two-two draw against Leeds. That's a good. Bamford came out of. I'm not gonna lie, Bamford has not been the player I expected this season. I expected like Leeds have not been the team. Leeds, yeah, Leeds also. So. It's not just been yeah, that's good for the BS of ball hitting different. Mm. So I have Damari Graham. He's he, yeah, that, that winner he had against Arsenal, the 92nd uh, screamer, cut inside on his right foot, blasted it, hit off the, the woodwork and went in. That it was, was cold. Beautiful. That was cold. It was beautiful. And then on the right, I feel like I feel like we were all thinking the same thing. Who? Jared Bowen. Yeah. I'm so pissed putting two West Ham players been, in here, even though he's we been amazing. It, it's it's this is this has been a tough week as a Chelsea fan. Jared, oh. Jared. So yeah, that Jared Bowen. Unfortunately, I didn't I didn't pick Jared. You didn't Bowen. put Jared? Yeah, no. I'm not surprised. Who do you pick? Lucas Mora. Lucas Mora. I'm surprised you didn't pick Sterling. No, 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 no. I picked dude. Nah, I mean Sterling. Sterling was a ride, but I don't. Know, I thought I thought Lucas Mora. Uh, what's it called? To be honest, after after watching that goal he scored uh, against Norwich, I was like, dang. Uh, there's yeah. no way I, I can't get this guy in here. Yeah, he was, he was good. It was a gorgeous yeah, that goal. goal was amazing. Mm. And I think there's one striker that Last stood out to me. Mm-hmm. A man of stoppage time only. Divock. Uh, the cousin of Sergio Ramos, Divock Origi. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be Divock. He scored two, two uh, got a few big yeah. goals this week in in, in competition. Yeah. He scored the, the winner against Wolves, obviously. And scored against AC Milan. Opener against AC Milan. So, had a great no. week, Divock Origi. And he's yeah. not a guy that's going to get our teams often, so I feel like it's good to put yeah. him in. Next to Origi, I put in Human Son. That's not a bad shout. He had a great performance against Norwich, a goal and an assist. Mm-hmm. I mean, Son has been, he, Son, out of Son everything is, in Tottenham, guy, Son's been more consistent. The only bright spot. He's been the biggest bright spot. I mean, Kane has not been the player we have. He's, he's, he's not been ideal. You can see he has no motivation to be there. Will, who's your last guy on your team? Oh, my front three were, were Gray, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Mora, and uh, yeah. Origi. Okay, my last player, had to give it to him. Not really, but Callum Wilson, only, only because he scored the one no winner in Newcastle's win over the weekend, and he against over Burnley, and they got their first win of the season. It took them 15 games, but they finally got a win. One win, seven draws, and seven L's this season for Newcastle United, and they hey, finally the picked up three points against against Burnley. The so takeover I had to give is on. The takeover is on. Callum um, Wilson's staying. I feel like an honorable player that we should put in. Because his team didn't perform at the level that they expected, but he had a great performance. His mm-hmm. team, Werner. I know Ryan. Yeah, Ryan I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, you're talking about the Champions League. Uh, yeah, he had night. a great performance in the Champions League. I really want to put him on my team. If we won, I would have put him in the team. He was great against against Zenit, but the the midfield was average at best. Saul and Barkley just are not the duo, yeah. and then oh, the no. back and then the back line was okay. I think they kind of got caught out because of awful midfield play. But it was not the best game from the Blues at all. But Werner, two goals, and assist to Lukaku. At least the strike force was there. Our strikers got three goals, so I'm not too mad about that. Hopefully, Werner can continue this form uh, against Leeds tomorrow and through the rest of the week. And, yeah, I guess that'll wrap up our Team of the Weeks this week. So thank you to everybody listening to this week at the Top 4. The Top 4 has been brought to you by DHSPress.com. Check out DHSPress.com all school year long to find all the news Titans need to know. Thank you and goodbye.